The stamp duty holiday, which allowed first-time buyers to avoid stamp duty land tax on up to the first £500,000 of a house purchase, has come to an end, but it has raised a number of questions as to how the tax should operate going forward. Despite the holiday, which was brought in to ease the impact of the pandemic, the government has made more money than ever. Stamp duty land tax receipts for July 2021 soared to their highest monthly level on record, totalling £1.3 billion. HMRC said the surplus was down to an exceptionally high number of transactions following the stamp duty holiday wind down, which saw a number of deals settled in July due to the 14-day payment window. So today we'll discuss how likely it is that the government will consider moving the tax brackets again or even permanently ahead of the budget later this month. We'll also discuss whether the stamp duty holiday has proven the tax is, at least in its current state, outdated. I'm Damien Fantato, Digital Editor at FT Advisor, and joining me today to discuss this are Mark Hayward, Chief Policy Advisor at PropertyMark, and David Hollingworth, Associate Director of Communications at LNC Mortgages. Hello both. Hello. Hi, Damien. So I'd like to start by uh, briefly by discussing how, whether you feel um, the stamp duty holiday has proven that this tax is, is outdated or is, a, is now irrelevant. Um, Mark, what do you think? Um, I think if, if you look at it on the surface, you could say um, the current strength of the housing market, the boom, if you want to call it that, uh, is all down to the stamp duty holiday. And when that stamp duty holiday was announced and, and we, um, I put my hand up, we, we campaigned vigorously for it uh, during the initial first lockdown. Uh, and when the brakes came off, we were expecting probably a blip, but in fact, we had an avalanche. But I think if you look at the reasons why people are moving now, uh, it's not just because they could have saved money on stamp duty. There are a whole other set of reasons why people have reevaluated uh, where they live, the property that they live in, the size of that property, their location, whether that's in relation to work or whether it's in relation to access to family and friends. So um, it has been a, a coming together, I suppose, of a complete reappraisal of living and where I live. And it's not just contained within this country. We know in Europe they're seeing the same sorts of trends, certainly the same trends in the States. So it is, yeah, it is the way people look and consider where and why they want to live where they are. And, of course, when you look at the, the fact that a lot of them are now working from home, have been uh, and may well continue, uh, that features in it as well. Money's remain cheap. Uh, that's not going to last forever. Um, so, yeah, there are whole issue, loads of factors here that contribute to the position that we're now in. Mm-hmm. What do you think, David? Yeah, I'd, I'd concur. I mean, the, the, what's really difficult to understand is whether that surge in demand, um, you know, how much of that came about as a result of the stamp duty holiday itself. Stamp duty holiday certainly did no harm in that. Um but of course, what it does do is bring those deadlines, which cause the massive spike and logistical issues that the whole market has to contend with um, as those deadlines are reached. Uh, and, and you see those massive spikes of completions. But that's um, that sounds a little churlish, I suppose, because when we went into lockdown, um, certainly the market would have been looking for something like this. And what it very, very successfully does is show buyers that the market is open and and ready for business which of course for a period of time it was very much closed down so i think it's 
is it outdated? I think we've always wanted to see different reforms and that that kind of conversation has gone on for a long time now and is likely to, to persist. But um, I don't think that we're necessarily going to see it disappear um, permanently. Um, it's just how much does it stop buyers buying? You know, I, I think if someone's made a decision and fallen in love with a property, stamp duty isn't probably going to be the deciding factor about whether they buy that property or not. As we've we've come out the other side of the stamp duty holiday now, um, David, what do you think the um, long term impact of of its uh, stamp duty's reinstatement uh, is going to be as the um, as the housing market uh, continues? Yeah, so it's back to a case of as you were, I suppose. Um, I, I'm inclined to agree, with Mark, in terms of the fact that working from home, how offices start to return to business, you know, many looking at a hybrid approach, that to my mind is likely to see demand in the housing market persist because I think those who haven't made that move because of a more urgent need to get more space, get outdoor space, get office space, all of those things, uh, those there, there will be a cohort, I think, who've been waiting to see what happens because they may even be able to just completely rethink their location um, so rather than being within commuting distance, uh, they may be rethinking now that their work situation becomes more clear about a move further afield and how that could work for them. Um, so so I'm inclined to think that demand will continue for some time. And of course, that's supported by the very low mortgage rates that we currently have. Although, uh, again, we can't we can't rest on our laurels there because there's certainly going to be some upward pressure on on rates. Mm. What do you think, Mark? How do you think uh, the reinstatement of the stamp duty uh, is going to uh, impact the market? I think it, it will certainly have it has an impact on uh, affordability. But I think what the other thing that we need or you need to look at at the moment is uh, the basic economic principles of supply and demand. Um, supply is at an all time low. It's at the lowest level um, that it's been since records began. And when I say low, so the number of houses available to buy so that is very very limited and that's not just in areas of high desirability but throughout um, the country and whilst that remains uh, I, I think the, the housing market uh, will continue to be strong if we look back at um, housing slumps in the past it was always combined with uh, extensive uh, general inflation high interest rates high unemployment um, and general high availability of properties. So we haven't got those distressed properties out there being sold. We haven't got people being squeezed uh, particularly. We know the employment situation is very strong at the moment in this country. So I think for the, for the time being, and you know, we, we can't um, mitigate for things that we don't know will happen, whether you want to call it the grey rhinoceros or the black swan or all these unexpected things that might happen. I think generally um, the market will remain. We know there's confidence out there. We know that from our members throughout the UK uh, that there is a huge desire to move and to buy. Mm -hmm. so, so looking forward, how likely, Mark, would you say it is that the government will consider moving the tax brackets again, whether permanently or temporarily? Um, I think probably what is likely that will be a wholesale re-evaluation of property taxation full stop and that will include council tax, capital gains tax, um, 
how uh, investment property is viewed. I don't think they're going. They have, you know, let's face it. They have. They, they've done very well out of this in terms of revenue. Um, they need that revenue. We know the government is looking for income wherever it is. So I don't think we're going to see, um, certainly not in this spending review, a whole and budget a wholesale giveaway. What do you think, David? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's been used as a, a way to structure uh, and favour certain types of buyer. So landlords have certainly not fared too well on that front. Uh, and stamp duty has been one of the tools that, that has been used to single them out as, uh, as being that market being dampened. Um, first time buyer relief, of course, remains in place. And I, I think the longer that um, first time buyers have some benefit that that feels like that will become a permanent fixture um, or should if if we retain stamp duty in its current format um, so but you know the, the big question is how whether we get into this larger reform and that's been a, as I say an ongoing conversation for as long as you can remember because um, house prices have been rising uh, and as that happens, more people will end up paying more stamp duty, and that has the knock-on effect of affordability, because it's not just first-time buyers who are finding that deposit requirements and affordability issues are something that they um, find difficult and challenging to contend with. Mm-hmm. You, you, you mentioned uh, buy-to-let, uh, David. Uh, it hasn't been, um, from a tax perspective, it hasn't been a great few years to be in, in the buy-to-let space. Do you expect that's likely, that trend is likely to continue? I don't think we can take probably too much heart from the fact that they benefited from the stamp duty holiday recently. Um, I think that was a good move because to discriminate against different sectors would have felt uh, like the wrong approach in a difficult time. Um, but I, I don't really see there's any signs that there's going to be a reversal of the approach to to buy to let full stop. And of course, that's been extended to overseas borrowers as again as a kind of um, very visual approach to um, how they're trying to make sure that property is remaining more affordable for for people here. Mm-hmm. Do you think that uh, it's going to continue to be a, a, a taxing time, if, if you'll excuse the pun, to be a buy-to-let landlord, uh, Mark? Um, I think it will. The government, not just the government, the Chancellor and the Prime Minister uh, have both stood up to say um, the UK should all be about home ownership. Um, people should own their own home. And I think currently that is their, their goal. Um, we know there's the renters' reform white paper which started off as a bill but it's now white paper uh, and that the housing minister um, commented on that at the party conference um, in effect that they will want a register of landlords which we don't have they have that in Scotland uh, and Wales but we don't have that there but the only reason I think they want a register of landlords is to find out who they are and then they can look at them to gain further revenue so I don't think we're going to see any huge change I think it will be quite interesting to see whether some of the energy efficiency requirements that are on landlords already, whether stamp duty starts to play a role in that kind of work, because um, could it be that with the the requirements for us to make our homes more energy efficient, would stamp duty be some, a lever that they might pull on to try and incentivize homeowners to, to make those improvements? Um, 
because it's all the existing housing stock that that probably you know drafty Victorian house like I'm saying right now um, needs needs those improvements to be made um, if we're going to really strive for um, to make real gains from a climate change perspective. Um, stamp duty could be a way that actually if you incentivize it on more energy efficient property that might be something that would get us to uh, actually get off our backsides and, and start to make those improvements um, which can of course be costly mm-hmm. what do you think of that mark um well uh, we know and i'm sure david knows that the government is already looking at um uh, greener mortgages uh they're seeking to ascertain from lenders what the average epc is on their loan book uh, we already know that on the rented sector they're increasing the minimum uh, epc that your property has to have to let it so all that i think is combining david's right that uh, they will come and seek to uh, encourage with a capital E, but as you said, David, it's going to be expensive um, to to improve property. And if you think, you know, uh, we've got 23 million homes uh, in this country, we're currently only conveying just over a million a year. So it's going to take a long time um, to get around to people having to improve their home. And what we know then, that that will then, be an impediment to people putting their houses on the market because it doesn't come up to the right EPC level or it's going to be so unattractive if we have an SDLT um, penalty that they won't actually, they'll just stay put. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned, Mark, a little earlier the potential for a more wide-ranging um, review of the way property is taxed. There have been all sorts of suggestions about this, you know, wealth taxes, you know, land value taxes. Um all sorts of different things. Um, what would you favour? Um, it's very difficult when we're all sitting in our own homes and we're probably all homeowners. Um, I think whatever they do has got to be transparent. It's got to be affordable. Um, you know, as you say, we've talked about wealth tax. We've talked about mansion taxes, uh, which was going to be applied not to properties that were mansions that were just over one million pounds. Now, the number of those um, has increased. Um, we know, for instance, France has a wealth tax of whatever it is, half percent, I think, of your wealth over a certain figure. Um, it's great, but ha- people have to pay for this. You have to take away what you, you you can't continue to pay your council tax of two to three thousand pounds a year if you've got to pay a wealth tax. So, as I say, it, it needs to be looked at in the whole. Um, we know there's going to, probably going to be a general election within. 22 months plus um so the government may well look at something that is not going to be off-putting to what they consider to be their hardcore voters mm. Mm. Uh, david what what would you favor if there was to be a, a sort of a, a wider review of the way property is taxed uh, i've learned to try and deal with what what you're given really um <clears throat> but i think one of the if we look at the sort of fundamental issues with stamp duty the the criticism would come from um, issues like older homeowners staying in larger properties than they require put off by the fact that they may face stamp duty bill so is that a lack of mobility that um that it creates that that can pose its own issues in terms of that natural turnover of stock uh, that you'd expect so you could see a younger family moving into those bigger homes as um, older homeowners start to downsize and I think that's become a feature that that perhaps we're aware is 
only exacerbated by stamp duty. So, but I, I equally, you know, I've seen talk of people saying, well, perhaps stamp duty should be payable by the vendor rather than the buyer. And of course, then that that does actually have an impact on those older homeowners who who were looking to downsize. So, uh, look, I don't think any anything's perfect. We were quite pleased to see the slab tax disappear. You know, the slab calculation disappear. That felt like a, a, a evolution. But um, as Mark says, maybe this needs to be considered in a much broader and global overview, really, of property tax. Full stop. Mm -hmm. Well, the um, on the pension side of things, they've been hoping for a wider review of pension reform tax relief for. Uh, uh, quite a few years so i think uh, if you're uh, if you're going to add stamp duty to that you might be there might be quite a long wait i think um anyway cool well um thanks very much uh, for your time um david and mark and thank you very much for listening and tune in again next week for the next edition of the ft advisor podcast join capital group ceo mike gitlin for a new edition of the capital ideas podcast in unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B &B with an ocean view an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.